0: Hello listeners, welcome to Frequency 3080, a podcast that takes you on a journey of the unknown. Wishing you all a very happy Ganesh Chaturthi. I am Rotaractor Adhima Sahani and I pray that the presence of Lord Ganesha bring peace and prosperity to your home. Today's episode is about how the son of Shiva and Shakti was born and how was he unique than the other human babies. So, without wasting any more time, I would like to welcome Rotaractor Yogeshwari and Rotaractor Anand to throw light upon the life of Lord Ganesha.
1: Hey Yogeshwari, do you know how Lord Ganesha was born? Because I have heard that he was not born in the same way that other human babies are.
0: Yes, I do. So, the story of Ganesha's birth begins with much of a revolt. After the devtas prayed to Lord Shiva to not bring a life to the world as it couldn't endure a child with such magnetism and even all the three worlds together couldn't sustain him, Uma or Parvati, who is the wife of the Lord, in a fit of his spite cursed all the devtas that they would be incapable of conceiving a child as well. Ganesha is said to be the child of Shiva and Shakti. Shiva is the ascetic manifestation of God, which means he has withdrawn from the world, but after marrying Shakti, she connects him back to it. Shakti draws him out to engage in the worldly problems he has been ignorant into, and perhaps help people understand and cope with their lives. Parvati married Shiva after great troubles, and in anger, Parvati, with the rubbings of her own body, creates a doll. The doll later becomes Vinayaka, which translates to Vina meaning without, "naika," meaning the man, the one without any other head over him. So, Anand, do you know that Lord Ganesha was half human and half animal?
1: One day, after returning from meditation, Shiva wished to see Parvati, but she had asked Vinayak to guard the front door and not let anyone in. Shiva tried to gain access to see the Goddess, But Vinayak was reluctant to let him in. Shiva was appalled and horrified to find Vinayak standing between him and his goddess. The ascetic god started feeling emotions that were anything but ascetic. He was jealous and angry about being stopped from seeing his own wife. In a fit of rage, he threw his trident and cut the boy's throat in half, causing his head to fall to the ground. This angered the goddess and she demanded a head for her headless son. Lord Shiva proceeded to order his ganas, or troops, or followers, to head in the northern direction and fetch the head of the first animal they saw. Ironically, the first creature they encountered was not a normal elephant but Aravat, the right of the king of gods Indra. Aravat was a white elephant associated with the god who brings rain, symbolizing water and fertility. This was the head that ganas, the followers, brought to Lord Shiva. Ganesha's unique form with a human body and an animal head symbolizes the enduring connection between the god and the goddess, the hermit's spiritual pursuit and the householder's worldly duties. Through Ganesha, Shiva represents the spiritual path, while Shakti embodies familial responsibilities and demands of everyday life. Ganesha, the intermediary, thus becomes a deity for those seeking both spiritual enlightenment and those pursuing material growth. Reflecting the complexities of today's lives. Hey, do you know that Lord Ganesha's devotees celebrate his birthday every year?
0: Oh yes, every year, right when the rains are waning, the festival of Ganesh Chaturthi comes. During this festival, clay idols of Lord are made and he is worshipped. Welcoming in our household, offerings are made to him and after the worship is over, his idol is let go, floating in water and thus gets dissolved in it. Year after year, the Vinaika comes and goes, which I think is to remind us that everything in life is fleeting, as to remember that nothing is permanent, even the good times. But it also brings hope that the bad times will end soon too. The huge potbilly of Ganesha's idols remind us of wealth, and this abundance shown to Ganesha's idol is called yakshamurti. The offering of a modak, which resembles the appearance of a bag full of gold, is again a remark. Gold is usually associated with unhappiness and modak, which is made of sweet filling on the contrary, suggests that wealth should bring happiness for it too to actually matter. Now, Ganesha's head, which is made of an elephant's, and elephants have no natural predator, so it can roam freely in its habitat. It has no natural threat, and I think us humans want our lives to be just like an elephant's, one with no enemies. And finally, the symbol of problems, rats. Ganesha is often related to things that breed rapidly, which in the animal kingdom is rats. A rat, Mushak, is the vahan of Ganesha. Rat at one level are the symbol of problems. And it is often wondered why Ganesha is often associated with rats. It could be because Ganesha is the god who removes obstacles from one's life. If you think about a rat, you think that one thing that you don't want in your life. And the same rat lives at Ganesha's feet. Ganesha tames the rat and hence solves all our problems. Ganesha is celebrated as he is worshipped. He fills our lives with auspiciousness.
1: In the end, we can only conclude that all the symbols revolving around Ganesha exist around things worldly to a common man. His worship begins just after the monsoon and right before the harvest, which makes him a god of householders. He brings in all the things required to make a normal house prosperous. Every year he parts ways with the household and all his devotees accompany him, clapping hands and chanting melodious hymns, because the fate of the idol lies in the parting. A new Ganesha will be handmade with care the following year and Vinayak will continue to bless our lives.